Hey guys, you're listening to Soul Food. My name is Daniel, and I am the pastor of a church called Soul here at Alostar in Malaysia. In this podcast, we will dive into conversations that will help us with our views of certain habits and behaviors that take place in our culture. As you're listening, I'm sure you'll learn a thing or two, but I believe this podcast will help you to expand your perspective. This is Soul Food. Let's dive right in. It's good to have you again, Keith, with us. Um, I think the conversation of what we've been talking about has helped a lot of people. And uh, today's uh, question is a little bit serious, I I might consider. But what happened was uh, I was actually um, meeting someone, and uh, this was a young person. Um, The parents were going through a divorce. And because of that incident, it has got me thinking, you know, uh, when a person is going through a divorce, before they get to that part, um, and of course, some cases, infidelity is present. Someone cheated on someone. Oh. You know? And yep, you can also say, uh, if you're not married, maybe you have experienced being cheated on before. Um, and of course, there's also a saying that, that goes, once a cheater, always a cheater. I'm sure you've heard that before. What are your thoughts about that, Keith? Like a person who is facing that. Firstly, thank you so much for having me back. Uh, it's an honor. And this is definitely a heavier topic than what we have covered so far. Yeah. And uh, I think to just, just, just to say that the pain and the struggle that someone has to deal with when uh, their loved ones, uh, their partner cheat, cheat, cheat on them or cheated on them, it's uh, sometimes beyond words and beyond comprehension. Um, the, the pain of betrayal probably is one of the deepest pain that a human can uh, experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so we we're gonna share from the context of uh, what I where I came where I come from uh, my beliefs and uh, it's gonna yeah. be uh, more on a biblical model. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is this is my faith and this is what I subscribe to. But I know not everyone subscribe to the same faith. Uh, your listener. So um, first and foremost, I I sincerely believe that. Uh, Things can be restored and uh, redemption is part of God's plan. But the process in which we set someone to go through, uh, it is definitely not that straightforward and that's uh, not like a textbook uh, that's so easy. So yes, I I think this is uh, crucial and especially uh, the voice is, uh, is considered one of the highest stress Mm-hmm. Uh, besides uh, the passing of our spouse. So divorce is one of the highest stress uh, that can be caused to a human in, in his lifetime. So yes, cheating, uh, betrayal uh, felt, felt like you have been abandoned. Mm-hmm. I, I think these, these are issues that we have to face. Uh, it's nearer to us uh, than we know. Um, often I, I want to say that uh, prevention it's better than cure so to all listeners here never never assume that you will not uh, cheat never assume truth there. never assume that you will not cheat and uh, 
I think we all need to know that uh, all of us are human and all of us have has, a, has our weakness and our flaws. So I, I have personally um, journeyed with a lot of um, people, I would say couples, mm-hmm. that has gone through this, uh, what we usually call it extra marital affair. Fair. Affair, yeah, affair. So uh, I, I tell people that nobody sets up to have an affair. Nobody sets up to want to hurt the other person. Or nobody get married to think that one day I'm going to cheat on you. Yeah. So I think the original intention of a marriage is that we really want to give our best to the other person. We, we, we vow, we actually exchange our promises and our vows uh, at the altar to say that um, for better, for worse, for mm-hmm. richer, for poorer, you know, in sickness and in health, till death, till death do us part. I, I think um, I want to sincerely believe that everyone that exchanged their vows uh, in front are sincere. They are real. They, they really wanted it. But uh, somewhere, somehow, along the line, things happen. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to say that we got to be careful with the small things in life, the, the small responsibilities and the small privileges that we enjoyed in this life, the small freedom. It often starts there. Mm-hmm. You know, um, an affair doesn't happen overnight. Uh, so, but honestly, uh, this might sound controversial in every affair. You might think that the, the person that committed it, it's more at fault. But I want to, since your podcast is all about controversy, yeah, uh, I want to say in a relationship, it is always uh, 50-50. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone plays a part to it. True. And in, in the real cases that I have counseled, um, a lot of times, um, and you might be surprised, actually out of 10 cases, I think uh, half or probably uh, four at least, uh, it's by the woman wow. in a marriage that has an affair. Mm-hmm. So I give you an example, a very real example is that um, uh, this lady uh, went home and often talked about the, the office stress and the issue but the husband will often ignore it by playing games and mm. just say that, I'll deal with it. This is part of working. What else do you expect? Yeah. And, and turn her off. Uh, he doesn't register that this is actually a need from the wife to talk. And sometimes he says, ah, the husband will give a very good solution. You know what? So tired, don't do lah. Yeah, I can, yeah. I can. I Standard can, answer. Yeah, I can, I can uh, feed you. So that's not what the woman is looking for. Mm-hmm. And after a while, um, they stop talking about all these daily issues and then happen that uh, her lunch buddy or her OT buddy is another guy that would understand the office politics, that would understand the unfairness that has happened. One day after another, the sharing gets deeper. Mm. And I have a husband that is not interested in my career path but I have a friend or I have a manager that's extremely uh, 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 involved in my life, in my career path, in getting uh, increment for me, in helping me to be a better employee. You guess what? Eight hours at work, 10 hours at work, uh, one day lead to another. Slowly, this guy knows what she likes and this guy knows even the stress at home. And Mm. you see? That's dangerous. so, So now, who is the emotional partner actually it happens in the office. It happens through business. So it was never like that. It just started with, you know, after work, I don't want to hear your complaint, man, woman. 
So mm. it, it, it turned out eventually to be an affair for this girl because uh, clearly this guy cares more. Mm. And this guy, um, you know, uh, since it is traffic is so bad after six, why not we just stay back and just get our work done? But before getting our work done, why not we go for a drink and mm. come back and OT? And one day, another day, you can't help but to think that they have grown to be very good friends. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't take a lot at home uh, when there's strife or stress. Uh, this woman then will slowly uh, form an emotional dependency to want to get back to work to talk to this guy. And before you know it, uh, the husband found out uh, some emails and Asia ticket that say it's work trip, but actually it's not work trip, but it's a trip with uh, the colleague and just two of them and all hell broke loose. So this is an illustration of uh, things doesn't happen um, just overnight. It takes a long time. So to me, why I say that is 50-50. As a husband, your role, your privilege, your responsibility is also to listen to your wife and be there for them emotionally. If you're not there for them emotionally, someone would. You know, someone would. That's the same with a guy. Mm -hmm. And whether it's a typical story of a secretary yeah. or, or you know, a young intern, the, the fact is that um, if I go home and all that I hear is nagging and what I have not done, but I go to work, there's this young lady that admires me, that pursue me, like I am the boss and I am mm. the hero. So eventually i would want to be a man to this girl rather than be a man to my wife at home so one small thing leads to another it's like whatever i said to this young intern she listens she applies she gets the job done and my ego is fed mm. i go home i tell my wife my wife asked me to just shut up keep quiet you're not helping at home uh, stop and uh, one day two days three days you know as I'm saying this, it can be so real. Yeah, yeah these are so real. And, and, and suddenly, uh, I hope all listeners, you are getting into what I'm painting as well. It doesn't happen like that. Um, I, I, what I want to do here is to tell you that nobody set up to cheat on you, to hurt you. But uh, there are a lot of things that we should reflect and we should do. And some people still come to me and say, no matter how bad I am, uh, uh, we are married. There's no right for him or her to do this to me mm. and but we are human you know we are human sometimes uh for lack of a better word we fall into our uh weak weak weakness or our soft spot mm -hmm. and then slowly this person will consider actually which relationship is worth me giving and and things happen then so <laughs> yep Wow, I, I really appreciate how you brought us to understand the process of it. Mm -hmm. And you gave us examples. Thank you so much, Keith. Um, but I want to just rewind a little bit. Sure. And I think you, you mentioned something and you said that uh, the small things that matters, I think that is something that is very important. Can you elaborate more about the small things that matters that will really help strengthen a relationship, whether it's marriage or dating in a dating phase? I think when I say small things matter, um, that means right, what is important for the other person, you make it important for you. Mm -hmm. um, because it might seem small to you uh, that um, things that happen in, in, in office or uh, 
I don't know for this matter at school. I, I, I don't know your context. Uh, a lot of times we just reason it away and say, I have no time for all these small things. Mm -hmm. But to me, um, if you love someone, you should put attention to all the small details. Uh, for example, give you an ex example. Your wife has been wanting to try to sacrifice to cut her hair short, mm -hmm. you know, to shoulder length. But uh, it's a big thing for her. Like she's thinking, oh, will I regret and take so long to keep my hair, blah, blah, blah. Then suddenly uh, she asked the husband and the husband just, just decide lah. It's okay lah. Oh. Yeah. So, so when finally cut already and the wife is eager to know how the husband thinks and I said, oh, you still look the same. You know, okay. So, so you, you get what I mean. I small, get what you mean. Small things and effort that they they want to explore a new recipe in cooking, and then after cooking it, you just eat without commenting. I think all these are small things. And for guys, sometimes they try to tell you how much they work and how much they are, they work so hard to earn, and then suddenly the wife is like, "This is your responsibility." Oh. Yeah. So, so a lot of times, I, I think. A man work very very hard some 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 days to then finally bring back a big TV and then all they got is uh, the wife saying that why you waste money why you complain and not appreciated all these small things, and and uh, maybe maybe even smaller right the 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 the, the husband just tap out something and the wife is like couldn't even bother throw into the fridge, and one thing lead to another I think small little things like that uh turn the person further and further away. And what I want to say again is the daily things that actually put a wedge between two person rather than um, say your mother-in-law, your, your, your parents are sick um, and, and, and uh, you think that the other person doesn't care. I think usually big things like that are in a healthy marriage, they are quite united and suddenly you will get the attention. If you are sick, you will get the attention. But it is when you're well, all these small little things get neglected. And again, it's 50-50. You've got to give. Um, you've got to be intentional in designing this and you've got to be a lot more self-reflective self when it comes to this topic. Mm. I think I have learned that it's 50-50 and also really building on the small things. I, I could just sense so much emotions. I think you've been... You've been meeting a lot of people who have been sharing with you some of these issues. But I think after we've uh, heard about the whole process and the examples, I want to focus on forgiveness. How? How can I forgive you after you have done that to me? I give my trust. I give my all. And now we are in a counseling room with you, Keith. How? How, how can I forgive you, you know? Yeah, I've, 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 got to, I've, got, I've got to say this, uh, then I, some nights I, I think through if I, kept, I, I could have done better to help some of them because uh, clearly uh, some of them uh, stick to the decision to go for a separation. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't always uh, get to help as much as I wanted it, but there are some pain and there are some things that are done that, uh, really find it so hard, so hard to be undone, unseen, or unfelt. So, um, yeah, I I hope all listeners, uh, you are listening. I, I think forgiveness is really to choose to be um, great, gracious to yourself, 
I think for, releasing forgiveness is a very good way of loving yourself mm. because I think um, har harboring uh, unforgiveness is one of the most horrible or torturing thing in life. Uh, fill yourself with anger, with hatred, with sadness, with disappointment, and the way that you look at life, it's so grey. And, and I think forgiveness is to give yourself a chance to create a better tomorrow. Uh, so, so you should, um, in all possibility, learn to forgive. Uh, but people, people, people say it's so hard. And I think that's why the cross um, makes sense as compared to what uh, Christ has to go through. And then you know that uh, though he did not commit any wrong, he was punished and yet he forgave. So I, I think this story is very powerful when we realize that uh, you don't have to get that person to deserve your forgiveness. You do it because you want to be a bigger person. You want to be more reflective of God. You choose to forgive, not because that person has earned it or that person deserves it, but it's just simply because you know you are loving yourself and you are loved by God. Does it make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. So, so I think I think anchor yourself in that thought first, and then what if I still get hurt later on? And I think forgiveness it's is not just about forgetting. I don't think you can ever forget, and I don't think you can restore it back to like I don't remember it anymore that you have hurt me. Mm -hmm. But it is a a process of a, a right recovery towards uh, how God sees things. And it might take weeks, months, years, but as long as you choose it to say that I, I want to restore it, I want to work on it, uh, the, this is the better or worse part, this is the in uh, um, health or sickness part, this is, you know, this is the the other bargain of the marriage that you actually said it, mm -hmm. you know, um, that you should keep to it. And we can go very, very detailed and technical to how many times I can forgive and all. If yeah. this person is not not changing. What 70 times 7. Yeah, if this person is still committing it. Uh -huh. I think we can't cover all in a podcast. Yeah. But I think be, be, be kind to yourself. Uh, learn to accept that uh, um, people make mistakes, but don't let another person's mistake make you a horrible person, an unforgiving person, or an angry person. Learn to forgive even yourself is very important because I know of relationship where affair happens. They blame a lot on themselves for being mm. too busy, for mm -hmm. being too unattentive, for being too harsh. And you got to forgive yourself as well. And then... I hope uh, with us involving Christ, uh, forgiveness will make sense. My my little tips is this. Uh, my little my little tip is this. Sorry, um, you you engage a third party that uh, can put emotions aside and be neutral, not your family members. You know, a lot of people. Okay, uh, uh, I want to mediate, but uh, I want to involve my dad. Oh. Uh, so it's gonna be very very hard because yeah. it's gonna be very painful. Uh, so get a third party that's neutral that you can trust to help you mediate through and then definitely boundaries should be set thereafter for the person that has committed the affair mm -hmm. and uh, 
you got to earn back your trust. You got to work very very hard. You're gonna you're gonna um, say to yourself that you have uh, made mistake and you repent, and it comes with uh, a lot of hard work thereafter. You realize your mistake, and there are a lot of things that from now on it used to be okay that it's not okay anymore because you are making a serious comeback to tell your partner that they deserve to give you another chance. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I think yeah, long and short, this is this is this is the case. Um only makes sense when we put Christ into the picture. Yeah. Thank you for sharing about your faith. And I think from a biblical uh, perspective, uh, there's this guy in the Bible, you know, who pursued his wife. And again, God wanted him, you know, in this narrative, God wanted him to marry this woman. Yes. Who happened to have a very unusual profession during yeah. that time. <laughs> uh, she, was, she was considered a prostitute. Yes. And every time she left, um, God would ask this guy to go after her yeah. and bring her back. And I think I could sense that part because uh, how you describe your, your forgiveness, there's that grace to that part as well. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think a lot of people, they use the word forgive, yeah. but they don't put that grace part with that forgiveness. Yes. You know, and I think, uh, thank you for sharing the steps as well. You know, yep. um, But before we end this podcast, I think I would love to get into... <laughs> Another this is heavy, topic. Man. This is heavy, right? <laughs> but I really believe this is going to help, especially those who are affected by it. Like, like I'm thinking about, as we're talking about this, I'm thinking about the young guy who is seeing his parents going through this. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure, I'm sure he's not the only young guy. There's so many young people out there whose parents or relatives going through this. And I don't want them to be judgmental, but I want them to learn as well. And I think this podcast would be able to help them. Um, but before we end this podcast, are there any more steps really to help in the recovery, especially in a person facing all of this? Like I said, um, I, I believe more in prevention. Mm-hmm. So, so do invest in your marriage and do make time to be each other's friends. Uh, do, do, do make sure that you protect your marriage in a way where if you feel neglected and if you're not appreciated, if you're not listened to, uh, take the courage to speak. And before it's too far, uh, involve someone else into your marriage will be good. Um, I know usually men, uh, you don't think there is a need for it. But, um, you know, imagine imagine uh, the greatest sportsmen. Uh, they have different coaches in their lives. So it is not because they are playing a lousy game. Actually, they are playing at the highest level. But just because you're playing at the highest level, you think that you are good. It doesn't mean that you don't need help. Mm. So, uh, in a marriage, admitting that you need help and allowing people to speak into your relationship since it's so important, your marriage, your parenting is so important. I think it is wise. So, I believe in preventing. Um, but for those that are really going through it, I feel for that 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 child that you talk about, uh, just know that uh, none of us are perfect and uh, none of us are immune and non, none of us, uh, whatever that you have seen in the TV might not be real because we, we, we are still human that will be tempted, that will be tested, that, that will still be exposed to a lot of um, um, weaknesses in our lives, be, be exposed to a lot of um, challenges in our lives. So it is never that straightforward. Um, but recovery, it's a journey. And it is a daily commitment of us uh, putting Christ first 
to say that uh, I want to commit to live a right life despite of how I feel, uh, putting my emotions aside, my commitment to my spouse, it's key, it's, it's, it's my utmost ultimate uh, uh, devotion. So I, I make that I make that a decision. So one of the things that I teach couple is that yes, you say I do uh, in front of the altar. Can you say I do every day? When you're able to say I do every day, I think you are growing to be a better and a better partner. So don't just say it once, say it um, as frequent as possible that I still do uh, love you. I still do put you first. I still do want to make you happy. I still keep the part of the vows that I've made to you. I still do. It's more important than just the big I do in the beginning of the marriage. Thank you so much, Chris. We need to do this part two <laughs> to expand on this. But again, thank you so much for this conversation. Thank you so much for having me. I hope you have enjoyed this podcast. Do share it with your friends. Now, if you have any questions, you can DM us on our Instagram at Soul Malaysia.